Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, we're talking about client red flags, and I was kind of hesitant at first to entitle this episode that because I don't necessarily want to wrongly or prejudicely kind of outline a type of client um, and potentially close people off to these types of clients and not potentially like give them the benefit of the doubt. But I do think that it's important to at least give some sort of information on the types of clients or client behaviors to look out for so that way you can make an informed decision on whether or not you want to work with them. And the reason why it's important is because as many of us know, even if you are new to the industry or new to the profession, like the client can honestly make or break the project. It's sometimes it's not even about like the aesthetic or the deliverables. It's honestly everything about the client, how they communicate with you, how they respect you and your collaboration styles and if they match or if they don't match. And because that's so important, there are a couple of things that you really want to be careful about whenever you are doing your consultation call or like first communicating with the client about a project because it can be a really dangerous thing when you're already in a project and you're already starting on things, you have already have payments, you know, in the way and you realize you don't want to work together because now what do you do? Do you cancel the project and go through the messiness of that? Do you give refunds? Like, like it's just a lot to deal with and it ends up becoming a lot more stressful than it even needs to be. Um, and so the best thing in that situation is just to recognize certain behaviors that might flag you as a client being a bad match before you even get started, before you even accept the deal and send a proposal. And so that's what I'm really talking about today is not so much like the types of clients that are good or bad, because I think it's different for everybody, but rather different behaviors that you can adjust for your own preferences and using those preferences and flags to kind of guide where and when you're going to make those decisions to reject a proposal or to not send one. And when you start doing that, when you start looking out for those behaviors and those indications of a client that's not matched for you, that's when you're going to start getting a lot more more projects that are worth your time, that are going to be less stressful for you, that can be more aligned with who you are and what you like. And work is just going to be more pleasant because you're not dealing with the stress of like maybe a, a negative client experience. And so it's overall a win-win situation for everybody because you're also, you know, potentially rejecting or not rejecting, but deflecting clients that may have some difficult time maybe adjusting to you. Um, you could be sending them elsewhere to somebody who could be more suited. So, so I think it's just a really, really great practice to adopt um, kind of naturally looking for these red flags or looking for these indicators of a mismatch and it's something that I really had to learn over time it's not something that I took easily or naturally I really had to like sit down and think about what behaviors in the past have shown me that certain clients were not the right clients for me and that's what I'm sharing with you today I'm sharing with you those things that I recognize for myself as being not great and Hopefully, you can adjust them and turn them into indicators of your own. So this is going to be different for everybody, and what I think is a red flag is not going to be potentially what you think it is, and that's totally fine. And I also want to say that 
just because a client does one of these things or many of these things doesn't mean that they're going to be a bad client necessarily. They can just be flukes or misunderstandings. So don't think of what I'm saying as like the be all end all, like definitive not working with this person. Make it more of a light signal to pay closer attention maybe to future interaction. So I just want to put that out there. I'm always putting disclaimers in my episodes, but this one's pretty important. So the first thing that I've noticed just in the past as being a bit of a red flag for me is not respecting my processes or not taking the time to look at how I operate. So what I mean by that is, for example, I have a very simple booking process and all that is is you just go to my website. There's a million places on my website that say if you want to work with me, then you fill out this brand form and you can schedule a consultation call. There's a million different resources you can do to get that information. And sometimes when I get, you know, inquiries via DM or cold email, I will still entertain them because sometimes people just don't know. But that is sometimes a small signal to me to maybe look at how they interact in the future because it indicates sometimes to me that maybe they don't really pay attention or maybe they do know that I have this whole process and maybe they don't care. Um, They would prefer to do what's easiest for them, which is a really poor indication of how we might work together because I have a whole process of how I do my designs and if someone's not paying attention or not potentially taking the time to go seek out that information, that could be a pretty significant detriment to a project if they're just going to ignore directions and, you know, just do their own thing. So that's sometimes a big red flag for me, but not always indicative of anything negative. It's just a signal to me to see how they respect other processes. Like, for example, if I send them a proposal and send them the contract and I tell them in the meeting, like, here are your next steps and in the email I send it to them it has the next steps and they respond back like oh like wait what am I supposed to do that's an indication that okay maybe there is not enough attention to detail here as I would like and that's something that might be need to address or we need to pivot from so that's just one thing another thing is paying attention in the consultation call to how they address you, how they interact with you is really, really big. And for me, I really prefer that all of my clients have a mixture of being confident and knowing what they want and being assured, but also being respectful of me and letting me talk in my meetings. So because the consultation call is for me to gauge how well they fit for my services, I like to generally lead those calls. I don't really like to be led because I'm here to not pitch myself to them, but rather to hear them and see how they might work with me. And so if I go into a consultation call and a client just takes the reins, wants to be the leader of the call, doesn't really want to let me speak or different little things like that, that can be an indication to be that, okay, maybe they think that this dynamic is going to be me working for them and not us working together. And that tells me that potentially they might not respect my expertise or my authority on certain matters that I'm a professional in. And that can cause a lot of conflict later on in terms of revisions and feedback and creative direction. And so that's a signal to me to be extra cautious and to really look at that kind of dynamic that's being created here and see if there's any chance of rectifying it or if I need to kind of shut it down. So both of those things can alert you to the type of person that your client is not always but sometimes they can tell you sometimes that 
they have a certain view of you that you would prefer that they didn't like being their employee versus a collaborator or in the instance of with the processes and ignoring the processes like sometimes someone ignoring your processes or wanting to do things their own way is in some ways an indication that they would prefer to do whatever they want rather than adhere to what works for you which can be an indication that they would prefer that they have more power in the dynamic so it's not about a power thing i just to disclaim it's not like you need to be the boss or they need to be the boss it's more so that whatever dynamic that you strive for and for me that's you know an equal partnership then that's the kind of behavior that you want to be reflected and so those are just two little red flags that tell me otherwise another thing that i always look for is seeing if the client has their shit together and i mean that in the nicest way possible <laughs> and what i mean by that is i ask them questions normally on their business like tell me about your business what you do what what do you offer to your clients what are your goals why did you reach out to me things like that and i usually like to see some form of togetherness and organization on the client part when they're explaining these things to me, explaining what their goals are and what they want. And the reason for that being is one, I like to be very organized. I have a very systematic way of doing everything. And I want there is some sort of indication that this person collaborating with me is going to also be on top of their stuff. Because a lot of what I do is dependent upon, you know, my clients responding back to me, like feedback, questions, things of that nature and so if there's any sort of signal that the client is going to be unresponsive or is unorganized or doesn't really seem like they're in the right mindset to take on a project of this caliber that tells me that maybe i should advise that we revisit this at another time also if it seems like the client doesn't really have a good sense of what they want or they what they need or their timelines are just really all over the place like they don't have a clear focus for why they're reaching out to you that can be a danger as well because that means that their business just might be too early in the works to work with you right now and that's okay it doesn't mean that they're a bad client it doesn't mean that you can't work with them in a couple months from from now it just means that if in the example of branding design like if you were to brand them right now that there's a chance that in a month or two from now that they're going to pivot and that branding that they invested in with you is going to have to be changed or edited for a higher cost, your work that you spend a lot of time doing might be go down the drain or have to be severely um, drafted and, and refurbished. And that's just a negative situation for everyone. And so you really need to pay attention to these types of things, not only for the client's sake, but for your sake, because you don't want to potentially lose a spot also in your booking spot where you can book someone else um, for a product that's going to be redone anyways. So I think it's important to not only protect yourself from you know client red flags but also protect clients from situations that they may not be ready for and so looking at their readiness is a huge huge flag for me that I always ask about I was proud about and I listen very intently and evaluate when I'm in my consultation calls to make sure that businesses are in the right place to invest in whatever I am providing to them whether it's a website whether it's packaging design branding design social collateral whatever because just because a budget can accommodate it doesn't mean that it's necessary or does it mean that it's right. And so it's our job to, as professionals, to evaluate the signs that we're given and to give 
that sort of conclusion, even if it's not what the client wants to hear. So that's a really big one for me is seeing where the business is at and making sure that this business is ready for what I have to offer and the services I'm going to be providing. Because if not, then that's a waste of my time, waste of client money, and they're not going to be happy. And at the end of the day, it's not about the money. It's not about getting a product done. It's about making my clients happy. And I need to make sure that before we even start, that that situation is in a position to make that happen. Because if not, that's going to be impossible to, you know, make lemonade from lemons if the lemons are sour or they're rotten you know? So that's another really important thing. Another really important client red flag, I would say, is their disposition towards the project. So what I mean by that is there's some clients that indicate or can express some sort of disdain or frustration or negativity in any sort of way towards the project. So whether that be like they've worked with another designer and they were unhappy or they are stressed out about it, or they are just not excited about it. I personally view that as a red flag, and this may be different for you, because that tells me hmm, they may not be quite as excited about this as I am. And that is terrifying in some ways, because that energy can kind of negatively impact my energy about the project because in a creative space like I need excitement I need to feel like the client is just as excited about it as I am I want to feel excited to send them my designs and revise them and finish it and if the client already has a negative kind of mindset about the project there's a chance it could bleed into my mindset about the project and make it a negative project for me which is never something that I want in my space and so that's a small indication that maybe this is not the right moment for us to be working together. Like maybe we, I, they need to solve their relationship with this project before I jump on it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that just because somebody has had frustration with a project that you shouldn't work with them. It just means that you need to make sure that you're in the headspace and you have the bandwidth to potentially enter in that kind of negative sphere and make it out. So that's just another thing that I've been way more conscious about and that I wasn't a couple of months ago, but I've gone through a couple of projects where we, we went in with frustration already there from previous work done or whatever, and that definitely put some sort of weird pressure on me during the project that I just didn't appreciate and it ended up not working in our favor and I had to terminate the project because that frustration was just bleeding into everything. So learn from me and just make sure that Whatever energy that your projects are starting with is something that you can handle and that you're equipped with to handle. And then my last red flag that I'm going to leave you with is not respecting boundaries. And maybe this is pretty straightforward, but essentially when it comes to your boundaries in the very beginning stages, like before you even start a project, it's kind of hard to gauge whether or not this sort of client's going to be respectful of of you. And I totally acknowledge this and so the way that I've sort of been able to gauge in a very minuscule way on how a client's going to respect my boundaries is seeing how they react to for example my proposal my quote um, also my scheduling and seeing how how that works for them so for an example is if I say oh I'm booked out until May like my first available date is May 1st 
I've gotten clients before or leads and they've been like, well, I need to start ASAP. Like, can you squeeze me in? And that's not a bad thing to ask. Like, it's worth asking for sure. I totally understand why clients would ask that. But that does tell me maybe like, well, I already told them I'm booked for May. I already told them that I'm full. and But yet they want me to squeeze them in, meaning like work more than what I'm comfortable with. Which obviously, like, that doesn't mean they're bad people. And I probably have done this before with some other creative but it is an indication to me like, okay, maybe let's let's watch this behavior and see if there's any other signs. Another example of not respecting boundaries is wanting to schedule a call now or not wanting to schedule using your scheduler or needing to reschedule a million times or asking for quotes um, after you've already given them a quote, asking for discounts, things like asking for you to concede excessively once you've already kind of made concessions that's kind of an indication sometimes that they believe that their needs are more important than what your boundaries are which can then kind of manifest into different behaviors of disrespect or or irregard for for your comfort levels and so that can also be a negative experience in a project so respecting your boundaries at least as much as you can tell in the beginning is something that is vital when it comes to a good client relationship and so if there's any telltale signs that that might be an issue in the beginning you definitely need to pay attention and make sure that that's something you're equipped to handle or make sure that's not something so severe that you can't get out of it or just make sure that you're okay with whatever happens out of the situation if you decide to go forward so hopefully all of these tips were helpful I hope this episode wasn't too negative. I feel like all I did was just talk about different things that clients do wrong. By no means do I feel like the whole client red flag thing needs to be taken this seriously because at the end of the day, I really have only had like a handful of negative client experiences. I've had mostly wonderful, wonderful experiences. So just keep these small things in the back of your mind, in the back burner, and just bring them to the forefront whenever they're relevant. But for now, I would just say that don't worry too much about being super vigilant about catching all of the signs because on the whole, clients are pretty great and only once in a while do you really have to maybe pay attention and put some glasses on and see what's going on underneath. If you have any questions on any of this, if you have any weird situations that you want to talk through with me, if you have any potential red flags that you want to get some two cents on, feel free to DM me as always on the Instagram or email me. I'm super open to responding. I'll get to your messages whenever. So hopefully this was great. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well if you're enjoying this so far. It really helps us out a lot. And I'll see you in the next episode. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to The Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.